Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Hey, do you want to get your hands on some Hey Bartender Podcast merchandise? Head on over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and you'll find all sorts of really cool Hey Bartender t-shirts, Bartender Pride shirts, and a couple other groovy things. Just remember to head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and get your stuff today. There's also other cool stuff there, like drink recipes, my personal blog. Head over there now. Not right now. The show's starting. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender. You can call me the dude, because that's what you call me. That's what everybody calls me. So sit back, relax. What do you want to drink today? You know what? Let's talk about today's drink special. You know what? Just the other day, a friend of mine and I were sitting back talking pop culture stuff because that's what I do. I talk about pop culture. And he and I were started joking about drinks and stuff like that. I told him about the Rick and Morty drink that I told you about on the other podcast. And he is a big Rick and Morty fan, but he actually found a drink that's themed off of Breaking Bad. You know what? It, there are a lot of Breaking Bad fans out there, and, uh, you know, I figured, why not? Tell me about this drink so I can inform the rest of my podcast community what this drink is. Now, this drink is technically called a Blue Sky, but a lot of people decided to call, call it the Breaking Bad. I got this from MentalFloss.com. Their list of pop culture's drinks, yeah, um, that friend of mine gave me the list, and I chose this one out of it. Uh, way they describe it, they say, love Breaking Bad, but don't actually want to develop a meth habit just to intoxicate your fitting lifestyle? Then try Blue Sky or a Heisenberg. Blue Sky is more appropriate for the crystal blue persuasion aspect of the cotton candy vodka, UV blue, and Sprite blend provide a flavor and color that are more authentic. On the other hand, the Heisenberg looks cooler since it's made with dry ice served in a Heisenberg. Uh, served in a flask, even if it's essentially gin and tonic with food color. So anyway, if you want to go make yourself a Breaking Bad style drink, uh, make yourself a Blue Sky, like they said. Cotton candy vodka, UV blue, and Sprite blend. And, you know, if you want to uh, do the Heisenberg thing, throw some dry ice in there if you have some handy. I mean, come on, you know, make it fun for the customers out there. Or make it fun for yourself. You gotta keep yourself interested sometimes too, don't you? I mean, of course you gotta keep yourself interested. Uh, you bartenders and servers have that job where you can be working day, night, weekends, middle of the week, whenever. You know, a lot of people consider a 9 to 5 a real job. But let's face it, restaurant workers, bartenders, servers, waitresses, cocktail waitresses, you know... That is work, too. And, you know, I 
I read something just recently. Uh, Bill Gates was saying it. He says, it doesn't matter what job you have. A job is a job. Working in a restaurant is no shame whatsoever. Just, it, you know, you're going to be in there. You're going to make money. But remember, you don't have to stay there. You can use working in a restaurant as a stepping stone to your future. And he's right. So you got to pay your dues for a little while. And what is paying your dues? Working weekends. Yes, Friday nights, Saturday nights. You know, to all of us bartenders, servers, cocktailers, that is, those are the big money nights because that's when everybody else has the time off. And it, it's, it can be hard sometimes, especially if you have friends that come into your bar or people that consider themselves your friend that come into your bar. But I remember a long time ago, one of the waitresses I worked with, she said that she hated going into the nearby store because she would run into her customers and there would be like, hey, we're going to party this weekend, right? And she'd be like, well, you're probably going to party, but I'm going to be working. And, you know, that kind of creates kind of an awkward thing. But in a way, that is a sign of good customer service because when your customers look forward to hanging out with you, getting, which in their mind is hanging out with you, but really you're serving them and they're giving you money. You know, they're, they're on customer basis, but they feel comfortable with you. That is actually probably a really good sign of customer service. But, you know, you got to pay your dues. I mean, there's been a lot of people that I've worked with in the past that sat back and said, God, I don't believe I have to work this Saturday. Or, God, I, don't, I really wanted to go do something this Friday, but it looks like I have to work. And, you know, true, you do miss out on a lot of really cool life, let's call them events. And, I mean, you might have to miss out on that concert that uh, just came into town just that weekend. You might have to miss out on the big party uh, that your friend's having just because they got promoted at their uh, other job. But, you know, that's where the big money is. You got to remember that. I mean, true, You during the week, Saturday through Thursday, you can develop a good clientele, you know, just build up your customers, uh, make friends with the customers, and bring them in so that they look forward to coming and seeing you on the off nights. But then Friday nights, when the people think I've got the whole weekend, um, what did that comedian say? I've worked this whole week. Now I'm going out because I deserve to go out. And then they go out and completely destroy themselves. And it is your job basically to help them. And, you know, it's rough sometimes watching all your friends have fun or what you might consider fun. But, you know, you can kind of have fun with them and still work at the same time. Here's one of my tips. When I was bartending and, you know, truthfully, I was all about working behind the bar and, you know, flinging those drinks as fast as I could. But I had to develop a character for myself. I had to make myself known. And all of a sudden, on a really dead night, it just all of a sudden popped into my head, hey, I'm bored. Uh, karaoke DJ looks bored, like she's bored too. I'll go up and sing a song. 
And so I went up and sang a song. And then the karaoke regulars, the people that, uh, you know, considered themselves singers and didn't order any alcohol because they didn't want to ruin their performance. And uh, so, you know, they come up and order a, a Coke and don't tip. Yeah, thanks. But, you know, I, I'd go up and I'd sing. And then all of a sudden she start the karaoke DJ started making a big deal about it. She's like, well, actually the first song I sang, I think it was a Harry Connick Jr. song. And the first note I sang it and she said, whoa. And I later I asked her, what was that about? And she goes, you could actually sing. And I was like, well, well, thanks. But, you know, beyond the point. That became how I interacted with the customers. Because it was, when I was behind the bar, I was the bartender. I was slinging drinks like nobody's business. You know, uh, get five different orders in my head, pour all the drinks, uh, pour all of them all at once. And then get the money, put it in the register, give them their change, hope for a tip, and then get to the next customer. I, you know, I was uh, good at slinging drinks. But, yeah, like I've told you guys before, you have to be an entertainer. And that's how I had fun with my, uh, with my customers. I was going to say audience, but no, they're my customers. And so it became a thing for me every karaoke night where people actually looked forward to it for some strange reason, for me to go up to the karaoke stage, sing Smooth by Santana, and then, you know, everybody was happy, then I went back behind the bar. And it actually upset him one time when another guy got up on stage, completely butchered the song. You know, I didn't say anything back then, but I can say it now because I don't give a shit. The guy completely butchered the song, and then they said, Hey, uh, dude, do you think you can get up there and sing that song the way it's supposed to be sang? I said, nope, not going to sing it tonight. It's already been sung because I didn't want to, you know, do a repeat and I didn't want to have a karaoke battle in my bar because back then that wasn't the end thing to do. Apparently doing a karaoke battle is uh, the thing to do if you watch enough TV. Lip sync battles, those actually are have become the thing to do nowadays, but you know, the key thing is to make sure that everybody's having a good time. And when they're having a good time, you're having a good time. And yeah, they don't think of you as working anymore. They think of you as the life of the party, let's say. Uh, maybe I'm getting that wrong, but yeah, I'll try this anyway. The You're the life of the party because you are the bringer of the alcohol. And you're the host. And so people, they, if you're doing good with your customer service, they don't think of you as the bartender or the server anymore. They think of you as part of the fun, fun that night. But in other situations, I'm sure it's a little bit different because I worked in the uh, small local bars. And, you know, one of these days I want to get somebody on my show that uh, has worked in, let's say, one of the bars in Vegas, in one of the casino bars, because from the looks of it, now I apologize to any Vegas bartenders that may be listening to this show. From the looks of it, you don't have to really entertain all that much. You just have to sling the drinks. And, oh, well, well, there was one guy that he was probably having a bad day because 
I, when I was in Vegas, all I wanted was a Coke. I mean, it was middle of the day, it was hot, and, you know, I just wanted a Coke. And so I walked over to the bar because I was tired of sitting at the slot machine waiting for the waitress to come by and walked over to the bar decided to pay for it and say, hey, can I have a Coke? And the bartender looks at me and says, can I have a Coke, please? And I said, I'm sorry, please. And he gave me a Coke for like seven fifty or something like that. And it was packed with ice and probably got maybe two gulps out of it. A little upsetting, yeah, for the price. But, you know, maybe he was having a bad night. And, you know, it, it was maybe a little impolite for me to be in, where was I, the Bellagio or something like that? And ask, uh, asking for a Coke. But that's beside the point. I mean, do Vegas bartenders have to entertain as much? Well, I'm sure there are a couple bartenders out there that do have to entertain a little bit more because of the atmosphere that they're in. Now, inside the casinos, maybe down Fremont Street, you don't have to really entertain that much because all the entertainment is already out there. And you kind of become a fixture on the wall, it seems like. And because one time when I was in Vegas, the friend I was with, she ordered a vodka crayon and, you know, the bartender was forgettable. I mean, he just poured a vodka crayon and gave it to her and we went on, went on our way, right? Kept going right down Fremont Street and saw, well, they weren't half naked. They were mostly naked impersonators of the band Kiss. It was kind of creepy. I mean, Gene Simmons just standing there with his cape and a banana hammock. Yeah. But I digress. The old whole thing, when the entertainment is there, say Las Vegas or strip clubs or uh, entertainment bars where they have a stage and such where people perform, you know, maybe the bartender doesn't have to work as hard. You know, I'd love to talk to other bartenders about that. If you are a bartender out there and would like to give your two cents on that sort of thing. Send me an email, heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to get your input on that sort of thing. Because the bar, in the bars that I worked at, I was the center of attention. You know, people would sit at the bar and expect me to entertain them. They're just, okay, I'm sitting here, I have my drink, now entertain. Tell me a story, or listen to mine, or give me your input on uh, whether or not I should buy a 57 Chevy. I like I'd know and I mean 57 Chevys are cool but you know uh cars you know if you want to get a uh, 57 Chevy if it runs good go ahead for it okay I'm off track but back to uh you know that type of serving when the entertainment value uh you're you're not the center of the entertainment you're just the person that brings the drinks now when I think about it, you know, from that bartender on Fremont Street to some of the strip clubs that I've been to in my lifetime, okay, the strip clubs that I've been to in my lifetime, the server really didn't get much of attention. Why? Because there are naked women on stage. Okay, I'm not being misogynistic. This is uh, this is all true. And yes, I'm a guy. I have been to strip clubs. So let's just drop that uh, drop that all that stuff right now. So. You know, the server wasn't getting a lot of attention because all the entertainment was on stage. But we still tipped her out really well because she was on top of things. 
uh, one server in particular uh, that I can think of. Uh, my buddy and I, we were sitting there. We'd uh, talk, watch the show, have our drinks. And, you know, I put my cigarette out. And every time she walked by the table, the ashtray was emptied. Whether there was one cigarette button there or three, every time she passed by, the cigarette ashtray was empty. And it it was almost a challenge at that point, honestly. You know, because I felt bad for her because she's coming around to clean an ashtray that only has one cigarette button in it. You know, I kind of felt like I needed to smoke more just to make make her trip over that much worth it. But hey, she was doing excellent customer service and she was on top of things. And maybe, just maybe, on night on in situations like that where you're not the entertainment, where you're not the center of attention, maybe working weekends, that's when it becomes a burden. And I mean, people aren't, people don't go to strip clubs to talk to the server, talk to the bartender. You know, women, when you go to Chippendales, do you look forward to the customer service? Probably not. You know, I'm not speaking, speaking for you ladies out there, but you know, you're watching the show, but how is your server that night? Where did you constantly have a full drink? Did they constantly come by and empty your ashtray? Well, if the bars let you smoke in there anymore, that that was a early two thousands thing, uh, uh, with the whole ashtray and then smoking in the bars. But the whole idea that of the cut the server was on top of things, even though it was a Friday night, the place is completely packed. And you were never ignored. And do you respect that person more? Because they gave up their Friday night or Saturday night just so you could have a good time. Or, you know, bartenders and servers. Do you feel that way about that? Do you feel like I'm giving up my Friday or Saturday night to make money so you can have a good time? And those Fridays and Saturday nights for a bartender and server were often the big money-making nights. There were, you know, some servers that sure that aren't totally into working or making money or getting out of their parents' basement. They're not into the whole money-making thing. So, hey, it's Friday night. My friends are having a party. I got to have the night off. You mind taking my hours? Most of the time, any other server would be all over that just because Friday night, Saturday night, big money making nights because they know the place is going to be packed and they know the people have money because they just got paid. And remember, bartenders, servers, you are the one that's working hard. Don't let anybody tell you different. You are the hardest working individuals there that night. I don't care what anybody did during the day at that point. They're already off work. You are working right now. And at that point, you are the hardest working individual around because everybody else is screaming. Everybody else is insisting on listening to their favorite song or sing their favorite song or get into a fight. And you are the one that has to watch all of that stuff. You are the one that has to put up with all that stuff. You got to make sure 
that that guy has his beer in his hand before he starts rattling the damn table. Or you got to make sure that that woman has her appetizers at the right temperature. Otherwise, she's going to complain to the manager. You know what? Go fucking complain to the manager. See if I fucking care. You know, and it's tough on you. It always is. And, you know, that's where you develop the social life, you know, with your customers. But you also develop a bond with your coworkers because all of you are working together. That's you all got the same goal. Make money and get out of there without any incidents. And because it's while inside the bar, a lot of stuff can happen. I mean, your liquor control commission won't come in. Odds are on a Tuesday night and do uh, one of their idiotic things where they uh, try to get a minor to get past the door and get served a drink. It, let me tell you about this. One night, busy, busy, busy Friday night. I had two guys at the door. I had two servers on the floor and Shannon and I were behind the bar and just, I'm slinging drinks like crazy. And my server comes up to me and says, I need a Bud Light. And I said, okay, poured the Bud Light, gave it to him. And he served it to a girl that came up to the bar, which was against my rules. But, you know, we were really busy that night. I let it go. Um, But he served it to a girl sitting at the bar. And then all of a sudden the girl got up and left. And he turned to me and he says, uh, I just gave that beer to that girl and she just ran out the door. And I went, what? Yes. Well, all right. Uh, I was about to pick up the, about to pick up the beer off the table. And all of a sudden this guy comes up to me and flashes me a badge that he's from the liquor control commission. I went, ah, crap. What the hell? And you know, it's like getting busted by the police when you're driving home, you know, or anytime you get busted by the police. And then he says, can I talk to you? And I said, fine. And I, uh, give me a second. And I told the other, uh, Shannon, the other bartender, what was going on. And, uh, and then, so I went and he said, you just allowed a minor into your, uh, into your bar and serve them a drink. And I said, I did. And he goes, yes, I did. Yes. And yes, you did. And I was like, no shit, because I don't remember serving a drink to a minor. And he goes, the minor came into the bar, and your door guy checked her ID, let her by, and your server gave her the drink. And I said, so I didn't serve the drink. My server did. And he goes, yeah, but you poured it. And I said, really? I don't remember pouring any. Uh, I mean, I've poured dozens of Bud Lights so far this shift. I mean, how can I remember just one? And that was my way of getting out of trouble and that OLCC schmuck. I mean, that, that is entrapment. If you ask me the whole liquor control commission thing, sending a minor in with a real ID and, uh, and then, you know, trying to get them to serve a drink. Yeah. That's to me, that's entrapment. And, having to deal with that on the weekend 
when you're at your busiest is a little bit unfair. And, uh, but, you know, it's his job. I don't have to like it. In fact, I don't. But unfortunately that night, he couldn't get anything to stick on me. But he did get it to stick on my server that asked for the Bud Light. And I guess he got fined a bunch of money. And I was one, I started wondering what else was, you know, who else was going to be at fault because, uh, he got, she, apparently my door guys did look at her ID, but didn't look that hard. And he just, you know, and that upset me. So I took both of my door guys aside and I said, are you guys doing your job? Because we just got hit by the OLCC and, uh, they uh, said we let a minor in. And he says, I swear, I looked at her ID. I thought it was the right date. And I said, what's the problem? Is the light too low over here? Do you need flashlights? And, you know, there was a long discussion about that. And I basically tore them apart because, you know, that wasn't the first time that uh, something like that happened. There was one time where I was standing there and I actually watched a girl walk right by my door guy. And I said, Hey, Hey, why didn't you check her ID? And he says, she got past me. Okay. Any other bar, he probably would have been canned right then and there. But like I said, all of us, the servers, bartenders, the bouncers, we were all friends. And so we're not going to throw each other, each other under the bus at that point. So the next day I took him aside and I said, listen, your job is to be at the door. You are the first line of defense. And if you just accidentally let somebody by and, you know, they happen to be a minor, you don't get in trouble. I do. And if I lose my liquor license, I can't serve alcohol anymore. Or if the bar loses the liquor license they can't serve alcohol anymore and the food's not that great here. So we got to have something. And he's okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I understand. So, you know, they had to straighten out quite a bit, but it's, it, it was hard for me to understand, you know, the, the girl did show her ID and the bouncer looked at the ID first and, uh, he didn't get in trouble. Because he wasn't the one that gave her alcohol. He was the one that gave her the admittance into the place to receive alcohol. Not that I'm saying that I wanted my friends to get busted or get fined just like my server did. In fact, I still feel really sorry for that server. uh, Because it was a little unfair. And if he hadn't given her the Bud Light, I probably would have. Because she came up to the bar first. And he broke one of my cardinal rules of you stay out on the floor. I'm behind the bar. You need a drink. I pour it. And since he broke that cardinal rule, he got busted for it. And that is another problem of working weekends is because there is a lot going on. There is so many people and there, you know, there's once in a while where somebody can try to sneak somebody in who's not of age and, or doesn't have their ID. And if the liquor control commission 
or the police come in and start checking IDs, then all sorts of crap can happen. That is the down one of the downsides of working weekends. So just a reminder to the bartenders and servers out there, just because you have a door guy doesn't mean that you have to stop checking IDs. Now, at any point in time, you ask in a bar, let me see your ID. If the person does not give it to you, you do have the right to throw them back out. But, and because they will get mad. Uh, there's been a, uh, there was one of my favorite times. It was one of the uh, my early days of being a bartender. These two guys come in and I wasn't sure that their IDs got checked. So instead of just handing them uh, the two beers that they asked for, I said, well, let me see your IDs. And they said, we just showed them at the door. And I said, yeah, let me, sh- let me see them again. And the one guy just all of a sudden rears right up and says, I want a fucking beer. And I said, out the door now. And his friend, who was pretty sober, said, yeah, you had this face like, yeah, you ruined it. All right, come on, let's go. And on his way out, he was wanting to pick a fight with everybody. He even tore off his shirt to flex his muscles and shit like that. And uh, eventually they got him out the door with no harm done. And, the, you know, just remember, your uh, bouncers and your door guys are the first line of defense, but they're not guaranteed to work. And because, you know, some, like he said, they got by me. Okay. The reason why he, they got by him was because he was standing at the wrong spot too far away from the door. And so, of course, they just got, they just made it by him, you know, because he wasn't standing in the right place. And, you know, you can hope that your bar, uh, your bouncer is doing their job on the weekends, but it's not a guarantee. So feel free as a cocktail waitress or a bartender or server to check the ID again, because it is your job. It is your life that is on the line at that point in time. Oh, what do you say we take a break here for a second and remind you guys of the Hey Bartender podcast website. Head on over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and check out my blog, check out some drink recipes, and check out some of the Hey Bartender podcast merchandise I got there. I got t-shirts and a few other things there. Looking to build on that. Any suggestions? Let me know. Head on over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and check out the inventory today. And if you ever want to contact me, you have a good bar story, you have some uh, good drink recipes that you want to share with everybody, email me, heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Or if you even want to be a part of the show, drop me a line. I'm looking to try to figure out how to do better interviews rather than just using the phone. But uh, hey, you know, let's do what we can for now. So let's head on over to today's musical guest. From their album Feather on the Glass, here is Louder Friend with their single Man of Inaction.
get some traction entirely in control With a chip on his shoulder Grows as he gets older Sharp his play to whittle it down And if the ceiling descended Well, that wouldn't end it Not a hair out of place Destroy all his records Drive straight to the airport And start off with a new name Well, he's been saying For years I might just do it today All indecision Vanish Out of my way I might just do it today When leaves fall the garrotten December sun is forgotten And plans are stuck at a fall Spark a little momentum Nothing left to prevent him From being almost completely sure And if the ceiling descended Well, that wouldn't end it Not a hair out of place Destroy all his records Drive straight to the airport And start off with a new name Well, he's been saying For years I'm 
From their album Feather on the Glass, that was Louder Friend with their single Man of Inaction. If you want to find out more about that band, just head on over to bandcamp.com and search them out and you can find everything you'll need to know on contact info and other music you can download by them. So anyway, my fellow weekend warrior bartenders and servers out there, it's not all bad working weekends. It's, you know, in fact, it's great working weekends because that's where the big money happens. And sure, you do miss out on a little bit of your social life, but hey, come on, you don't, a lot of people do that. I mean, you get to hang out uh, with a bunch of people who are there to have fun, you're there to laugh, you're there to make money, and of course, when you make a lot of money, that makes you smile, because then you know you got no problems with your bills for the following week, am I right? Your customers, though, are there to have fun. And let me remind you guys, if they think that they're there to party with you, that means you are doing well on your customer service scale. And when you're doing well on your customer service scale, odds are your money is going to go up. And don't be ashamed to work the weekends. You know, Look forward to the weekends. Don't dread the weekends because... You know, you're going to end up working hard. You're going to end up being on your feet the whole time. You're not going to have time to do anything. Your breaks are going to consist of, you know, eating uh, chicken strips, you know, a couple bites at a time, then running back out to your table, running back out to the floor, or having a cigarette outside, maybe half a cigarette. Or if you're uh, like I used to be a marathon smoker, just smoke one really quick and then run back into the mess. You know, it can be a little taxing. Uh, in fact, has anybody out there ever put a pedometer on themselves when they worked in, uh, in their bar or something like that? If for some stupid reason, I'd uh, really like to know how many steps, how far do you walk in a night when on a really busy night? So if you have that number, uh, email me, heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com. And, you know... You do give up a lot when you're a server because you want the prime shifts. I mean, if you don't want to, if you really don't care how much money you make, work the day side because you're going to get one lunch rush and that's it. And, you know, and you're going to do most of the prep work for the night, guys. And if you don't do the prep work for the night, guys, you're going to hear about it. Let me tell you. And uh, you don't make a ton of money. When you work the day side, but when you work the night side and the weekends, that's where the big money is. And, you know, you you can't deny that. And I've known a lot of people that have done insanely well with their lives because they were smarter with their money than I ever was and were able to save up and do great things with their lives pay for college, start their own business, uh, buy a house. And, you know, so just remember working in a restaurant is not a bad thing. And I will never, ever, ever look down on anybody that works in a restaurant because, you know, they put up with a lot of crap and not only are they babysitting drunks, it's well, babysitting a drunk is actually kind of a lot like babysitting a baby. 
they're drooling, they don't make any sense, and they crawl on the floor sometimes. Yeah, well, yeah, anyway. Well, they even shit themselves too, I think, sometimes. But, you know, that's beyond the point. You guys are awesome out there. Just, you know, keep it up, keep doing what you're doing, and, you know, just remember, if you have a dream out there, being a bartender or server, working those hard nights and weekends, giving up what you think is a social life, your bar turns into your social life, it's not all a bad thing. And it can turn into a giant stepping stone into something even greater. Or if you're just happy being a bartender and server, hell, just do it. You know, and don't let anybody tell you different that you need a better job. Just be proud of who you are. Anyway, people, it is last call for the podcast. So if you want a drink, well, you're not going to get it from me because, hey, I'm a recording. But if you want a drink from somewhere else, if it's the right time of day when you're listening to this podcast, it might happen. You never know. I mean, depending on where you are. You, If you're in Vegas, yeah, you're going to drink. Just pull over somewhere. If you're, well, damn near anywhere else in the world, uh, if you if it's not too late, uh, go, go ahead, get yourself one. Buy, buy one for me because, uh, you know, I need to work on that sort of thing. So anyway, if you want to contact uh, Hey Bartender Podcast uh, and tell me a story, tell me about a drink, or even if you want to be on the show, email me. Hey, bartenderpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear your input. I'd love to have interviews on the show. If you guys want some Hey Bartender merchandise or read the blog, head on over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and check out all the stuff we have to offer there. I'd like to thank mentalfloss.com for letting me steal this drink blue sky or the heisenberg or whatever you want to call it and hey if you try it out let me know what you thought about it head on over to the facebook page uh hey bartender podcast or email hey bartender podcast gmail.com uh try it out let me let me know what it's like i'd love to talk about it later um thanks to louder friend for letting me use their single once again if you want to find them get on bandcamp.com and check them out But until the next show, ladies and gentlemen, as usual, I got to quote my hero, Billy Joel. Lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anybody. Good night, everyone. Felt so good, I had to blow up.